It's probably you know, not Spider-Man. But he said, what he was saying? He, he was talking about, I was asking him about that lifestyle, and he was talking about uh, um, how, like, you know, sometimes you get into, uh, like, a look-off with uh, cars that are fronting on you, like, drivers. They're, f- and he's, they're fronting on you? Yeah, yeah. But okay. he said, like, you, you gotta, like, look them in the eye and be like, I'm ready to die. hello and welcome to the dinosaur machines game club podcast where you are the listener this is episode 116 i'm one of your hosts mark macro joining me today two cape crusaders who can't stop finding sand in all their crevices dave grimma that's me hey dan colonna i hate sand it gets everywhere. It's coarse. It's on Tatooine. <laughs> All right, Anakin. <laughs> Wait, is that an actual yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think I added a little bit, but not much. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't riff that hard. It was pretty close. Uh, controversial. I don't think the prequels were that bad. They're I actually you... think I like them more than the new ones. Oh, okay. Look, we're going to have that conversation right now. First of all, <laughs> the prequels, I think, are getting a better rap now because there's more nostalgia attached to them than I, there was well, before. Yeah, also, like, they get a better rap ago. because of the age of the people who yeah. are into Star Wars because of the group. Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell someone. I mean, let's be real. The sword fighting is pretty cool. All right. The action's cool? dope. The action's dope. The story could be... The story, if you read it, it's cool. But, like, the, you know, directing is a little... <laughs> I just know. don't like... Stories. I just don't like teenage angsty yeah. Anakin. I'm, I'm fine with whatever Jake Lloyd. Now, this is pod racing. Yeah, I'm fine you know, with it. Oh, this is pod racing. <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> Annie, Annie, Annie hates episode one. Hates it. But I think I mean, it's... when it comes to graphics i think that that we was said a better people gonna point. die we said people gonna die <laughs> yo jar jar binks where's that from you really added a lot is that from well wars? before this but we should do a star wars podcast matter nope. of fact i, I think, think we, so. we just started dude that happened so that anyway yeah. why are we it's talking so about star wars mark because uh we played a similar sort of game yeah game that the plays, that's right that takes place on tatooine <laughs> it takes place on tatooine with a mountain Tatooine with the mound of a little eyeball man, creature in the wild, developed by Flight 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 School Studios. Uh, Before we get there, though, as always, we got to check in with the the men who have the sand in the crevices. The king of the crevice, I like to call him. Dave, how are you today, sir? I'm all right. I'm I'm determined to go back into Last of Us 2, and I'm already thinking about, I'm already thinking past it. When I go past it, what am wow. I going into? What am I going? Yes. Am I going to go into Horizon? Am I going to go into Ghost of Tsushima? Am I going to go into uh, Personas? That um, the fact that you are instantly thinking past the Last of Us Two tells me you don't even understand what you're getting yourself into. It's like I'm going to go throw myself in front of traffic. After that, though, do you what have do to, I want to do? you have to dig yourself out of that game when you're done? You got to right, dig Mark? yourself out you a little bit. You have to come bit. out of it. So, what would you prescribe to Dave as a palate cleanser? Then? I'm just going to mm-hmm. just. Crawl into a hole and, and replay Last of Us and understand what I what I just experienced. I think it's gonna no. be like it sounds like you're gonna crawl into the ventilation system of some building and then you're gonna be the kid who they have to call the fire department for because he got in, but they couldn't get him he out. He got in, but they couldn't get him out. And once he got out. out, he has to realize how there's gonna be two points in his life. It's like the time yeah. before he went in, and then there's mm-hmm. the time he got out. A different kid came out of that um, ventilation system. And that's why, like I I think Horizon and 
Ghost of Tsushima are very... You know what? I'll say this about Ghost of Tsushima. Kind of dark, really. Like, it kind of gets a little... I mean, mu- not muted, it's not supposed but like, to be It's so happy. beautiful. But, like, all the side stories are, like, these really tragic moments in these people's lives that you're coming into. But it's all, like, counteracted, like, this is so beautiful. There's I, all these leaves. I feel like that's a lot perfect. of Japanese... Like stories and stuff is like the country is so beautiful and they tell such tragic stories. It's the contrast. Yeah, man, it's beautiful. But like, Horizon is not complicated emotionally. You know, I think any game where you know how you're supposed to feel Mm. is fun. Like that's what you're gonna need. So Horizon just gives you itself. It doesn't. Here's the thing. Horizon is I want. (laughs) Aloy. I want to play Breath of the Wild. Let's so be honest. I want to replay Breath of the Wild, but I, I was don't say you want to it. replay Breath of the Wild because I Why want it to be play, a new experience. Why don't you play Phoenix Immortals Rising? It's nothing like Breath of the Wild. Because I don't believe it. I don't believe that it's just like Breath of the Wild. It looks just like Breath of the Wild. It, so does uh, Genshin, my friend. Genshin Impact? Genshin is not... Like, Genshin it's unfairly compared to Breath of the Wild. It just has like a sort of similar graphical... I, I, as a... As a, as a self-proclaimed Sony Pony. I am very excited about you wanting to play all these games. I think once you be Last of Us, you're going to need something that's nice and short and A saccharin? A shot of saccharin? It's just something that's just like, oh, like you need to play Yoku's Island Express after that, but... Mm. Way to self-promo. Timeline's not going to work out. Upcoming (laughs) episode. Well, we only got two left after that one. Yeah, Mm. is that a carry-on? But now here's the the real question. Let's get it. Carry-on's not going to be the game that makes you feel happy. No, definitely not. It's 10.30 at night. I'm sitting in my little chair. I got my controller. And I see, boop, zombie pirate is just logged in. Mm-hmm. Look at the profile. Overwatch, colon, Origins Edition. Do I send you a text and be like, maybe you should play something else right now? Or do I trust that you're going to play when you are ready to play? I'm going to play when I'm ready to play. Don't trust. police. Don't police. Well, that's what, I just want to know what, where he, what role he wants I don't, I don't need you to nudge me in The Last of Us. I, need to, I will do it. I'm ready. I will say right. every nudge for me, if you nudge me towards something, is a step further away from me playing. Is it, it. That's, my, that's my personal approach to being pushed. Like, you gonna eat that? Like, not now. Now I'm not. Why? Do you want it? <laughs> I, I look at Annie's food. If she, like, for example, we have French fries, and I looked at it. I looked at it, and then I looked at her, and she's like, "Don't, don't even." consider that as an option and then i looked past her as if there was a ghost and she was like i'm not i'm not stupid and i was like but you have french fries <laughs> you know what i want them and thus is the essence of your relationship <laughs> pretty much it's one of us stealing food from the other well besides that dan and how are you doing man it has been a ride since we last chatted and that's i i i Bought three PlayStation 4 games on... I'm sorry. PlayStation games on sale from Best Buy. Because oh. he's not going to play them on the 4. I see what you're doing. Cyberpunk oh, is... Well, one of them... I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think my PS4 is getting a little more time with me than my PS5 is. I it's can't. just this... I can't talk to I got to right figure now. out my life balance with this room. Because, you know, I'm in here all day working. And then I'm like... That's I'm, true. Time to play the PlayStation, and then I literally hit two buttons, and then it's. I I always thought that was the coolest part about this room was like I can context switch, but then I realized like oh, <laughs> I, my existence is this 
space. Mm -hmm. But so, so why don't you swap them? Swap them. Well, because then I gotta. Well, we'll figure it out. I don't have to. We we'll have to talk <laughs> about my interior design. Your personal um, issues. No, but I'm playing Doom. Doom is like the game I'm trying to finish 2016, right now. Doom. 2016. I'm not gonna play Eternal. I feel like I'm gonna get all the Doom I need from 2016. And I'm playing it on ultraviolet. And I feel like that's the way you should play it. Is that the? That's the I think it's hardest. I think. I think I, this was like right around Dark Souls. Like I was like I can play games that are hard now. I'm, I'm the best at video games. And then um, it's hard. His voice got all deep like that. I'm, I'm halfway <laughs> through it, and it's I should be done with the amount of time I put in. So. It's fun. I like that game. That game is just like fluid. It's fluid. Yeah. And once you get the hang of, I just got the BFG, you know, so I feel like mm. I'm finally making some progress. And once you get the, the hang of how fights gun. are supposed to work. That's right. I got to look, I'm sure there's like a funny, like real name for it in the game that I got to see, but I don't have it offhand. I, I'm always yeah. like interested in like the lore of the Marine man. Like there's, there's like, that game gets a little to it, and Eternal goes even more into it. But but like how he's like led, like the legend among the demons. The thing that yeah, he, he's the Slayer who comes from hell. So doesn't that mean we're the bad guy? Well, like, he, why would the, it, why would hell have a thing that kills hell? Well, Th doesn't that, track. Right, he's not from hell, but they, it's from the original games of he was like the one who killed hell or something. He's gonna shoot hell so hard. You shoot it so. Remember when The Rock was in Doom and there was that part uh, where it was like first person perspective? So I played, I guess we'll talk about Doom. I played that game, Doom 3, is what you talk It was like the same time. That's and scary. that game was legit scary. Doom 3 was like, it felt like a Resident Evil game. Or, or maybe closer to Dead Space. It was like that kind of horror game. Well, I honestly you, think it why came out. Why are you pulling out my heartstrings? It like came that. out is at the Doom wrong the time. Doom the game that popularized wall hacks? Doom did? I would say the whole no. Quake, Doom... Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. Like, that era of shooter, I guess you could pick and choose which one popularized wall hacking. You're wall hacking. Yeah, because yeah, you can't play Doom against other people. Yeah, or maybe, can. like, Unreal. Like, Doom... I think it has a... Well, the new one has multiplayer built-in. The origins of wall hacking. Anyway. But, yeah. So, that's been fun. Just kind of playing that. I mean, or was that Destiny. God mode that Doom invented? I think God mode. Well, there's a lot God of power-ups in Doom 2016, which is, again, like, it, it feels like a natural evolution to the old Doom game, because it feels like a PC game, and I know it is on yeah. PC, but I'm saying, like, it's got that, like, labyrinth kind of feel. Every level's like, there's probably something hidden if you think it's over there. Like, it's got that, and that's kind of nice. And so, refresh my mind, there's not a lot of platforming in that Doom, right? There's enough. It's not like, um... But, like, hard. platforming where you're going to, like, fall and die? No, I mean, if so there's some gunfights that happen during platforming sections. You have to jump around, yeah. Those are cool. Um, but it's nothing where I'm like, oh, platforming. It's not like when, I'll just say it, when I'm in a raid in Destiny, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Everyone's going to die 15 times. And see, that's and, what is so annoying me about Eternal. Like, the platforming got so hard. And I, I, yeah. I was like, that's not how the original Doom was. As somebody who's swear. never played Doom Eternal, I feel as though they did everything everybody wanted. And also everything everybody wanted to make with Doom 2016, modern See? era. I think they were like, here's the Doom game that we would have made if Doom came out now. And then Eternal, they were like, well, we're going to just do the same stuff a little bigger and let's you know, stretch it all out. But that's why I'm kind of happy I'm sticking. But I haven't played it. So if Eternal's great, somebody out there should let me know in a message. I, people, I it got nominated Game of the Year. People like it. People love it. not for me. Yeah. Well, I got, well, you, you got us uh, research, Dave? Wall yeah, I was saying yeah, the original Doom in, did have uh, a cheat code that allowed you to walk through walls. 
Dude, like Kenny right. Pride. Yeah, that's why I was. That's what I was remembering. Sweet X Men reference. I never man. played Doom. I Great do job. remember friends of mine playing Doom while I was in the room, and they were walking through walls, and I was like, "What is the point of this game?" <laughs> I, was I like, remember <laughs> you throw things off their desk. What are you doing? You know, before I go on the subject of wall hacking, somebody I was watching a video of how to get spoils of conquest in Destiny Two, which is basically like a raid currency. You can get stuff with raid currency. No, that not is not limited to what you find in the raid. But my point is, this is like check out how to get lots of spoils all on your own. And it was basically somebody wall hacking through the latest raid. And mm. I literally realized that if I don't say that, I I realized that um, I would stop playing Destiny if I followed this guide because it completely destroyed the magic that the game creates and not just destiny like any video game like as soon as you see its guts laid bare oh walk through the mm. walls i'm like i can't i can't it just ruins it so no wall hacks guys no Don't wall do. hack i played the game the way Don't the developers do. want you to get, play the, the game. only game you should play cheat codes with is grand theft auto 4 that's it of all the games why gta 4 because nba Cause jam Dan dunk from anywhere because of why because you did i don't know, like why would you say you should play gta 4 with cheats because all the Grand Theft Auto games are like really good at cheating. And good uh, three, was, I had fun cheating yeah. with three. I guess you. No, there's four. also in Age of Empires when you can get that car that shoots everything. Is the map in GTA Four the same as it is in GTA Three? Do they update it? It's Liberty City again, but they changed it over. Oh, right? it's totally different. It's a different city. No, it's Liberty City. Don't tell me GTA Four. Well, not five. there's like is there's like San Andreas. No, I'm talking about GTA 4. It's Liberty GTA, City. GTA he plays 4. Nico Belli in Liberty City. Yeah, it has yeah, like Liberty City the Empire is, State Building. New York. They, they rebuilt Liberty City. It's not the same as GTA 3. Liber- what you, it's what not you the same. Compi- what are you comparing GTA 4 to? GTA, GTA 3? With yeah, but there the were a few Grand Theft Autos before 3 and, between 3 and 4. Okay. And everyone was like, oh, they're revisiting like Liberty London. City. Yeah, yeah, okay. But they rebuilt it fully. They didn't just use yeah, it. I, think, I, think I remember did. Staten Island. Oh, man, GT3. Oh, that that, speak, that speak bridge that comes Island. down finally, and then you get to go all the places. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. And they oh. said it on the radio. They were like, bridges, construction is complete. It's like, <gasps> that's, the, that's the bridge. I, I used to moment. spend so many hours with friends just like, Get five stars to see how long you yeah, can last. It's like totally. fighting like a crevice and throwing grenades. That it was, was like it was like the pre-drinking. How, how many beers can you shotgun? Except it was GTA <laughs> and, and how long can you survive? With the, when we were young, I mean, children, I do that now. Like, just, this is the equivalent of chugging beers. This is great. <laughs> Speaking of five stars, Mark is one uh, big five star warning. I mean, so, I don't want to say but, it. But. We bring out the tanks when Mark comes to town. <laughs> so what's up? Uh, Tell me about your I've life. had I have a few a few quick updates. All I'll right, your quick updates. Dave, you're um, quick. Start the timer. Start the timer. <laughs> uh, since we last talked, I platinum Demon Souls. I was playing Demon Souls. Platinum it. Great game. And I don't know, damn, why you're not playing it. Because I I'm, I honestly want to like set the stage for it. So I want to finish Doom, and then I want to have like a clear. I want to finally have a backlog <laughs> that makes sense. I think actually this is really selfishly for me because it's very fresh in my head. So I want to. You want to. You want to sherpa me through it without. Not really. I just want to be able to like. Did I ever tell you that I almost Mm -hmm. didn't play Bloodborne because of that situation? Really? You sherpa me through Bloodborne, and then when I wanted to play without you, I didn't know what to do, and my character was horribly leveled because I didn't pay attention to the way it works. Because I think we wanted to like join up. We were. We got through a lot of the game together, and then when I was like, "Let me play alone," I didn't know what to do. I was like. 
Uh, so I restarted. You made, you made a desire out of it. Well, anyway, anyway, I'm talking about me. So you platinum the demons. I discovered my games for the next two podcasts, so I played those. And okay. then I was having a hard time finding something that stuck a little bit. So I... Oh. Not guitar <laughs> as I jiggle my fingers. Yeah, that's why uh, I played. I started the Crash Insane trilogy. That PlayStation Collection. No feature. <laughs> I got it. From, oh, you bought it. That's right. You paid money for the free game. Well, like, willingly knowing I could get it for free, but I wanted it physically, so I bought it. Um, I played like three hours of it. It's so hard. It was so hard. And I didn't play Crash back in the day. What's so difficult about it? Do you feel you like it's unfair? No, I mean, it is very much... It's not like a... And again, this is me 2020 brain where... Well, this will air in 2021. Um, <gasps> hey, happy new year. I, yeah, happy new year, guys. Happy new year, Did you make it? We made it! <laughs> um, I didn't play it back in the day, so I didn't really have any like connection or nostalgia for it. And compared to like Mario and other like, platformers, I think of like that, it's not very like quick and fluid it is kind of like methodical. Crash, Crash is a very jumps. chunky game. It is a little, and it like it looks gorgeous with the update and all that. But it is, it was almost kind of. I got. Do you I did like two bosses. Hog? What's up? You enjoy riding the hog? Yeah, like those those segments where like you're going forward and stuff. But those set pieces. Those feel a little bit quicker, but for the most part, it, it's very like, it's almost like trial and error. It's like you don't actually know what's gonna come. You have to kind of like play things out a little bit, and it was just so hard. And I was like, I'm not having fun, and I have to keep in mind. It's like if I'm not having fun, I should not be playing this. So I might try to like down the line. Like I'm not really like, giving up on it, but uh, like it's kind of. I was really curious about diving my feet into Crash like four, but like no, nah, I think I might I, try it again, but not a good. Can I? Not a good can I bogard your section for a second and ask you a question about Bug Snacks? Because I, I forgot to mention I've been playing Bug Snacks as well. Well, um, the only thing about Bug Snacks is Bug Snacks spoiler is going to be a game for next season. So right. I don't want to go too deeply. Into well, that. I just need to know if you ever had that moment where you're like, "Am I actually having fun?" Or did you have fun while you were playing Bug Snacks and you got through it that way? I had I had fun the whole time. Snacks. Yeah. <laughs> We could discuss it at a future episode. <laughs> we'll pick it back up. And I, we'll, yeah. Subtext in that game. Anyway. I guess. Um, the other game I popped in for a little bit was Darksiders Genesis, which has a game been on my backlog for a while. Isometric, two-player, some shoot-and-shoots, some swingy-swings. It was kind of cool, but really a game you need to play with somebody else. I was going to ask. You say two-player, but did you play? The puzzles them? are kind of set up. It's like, oh, this one person does this, and you do this. And you can do them on your own, but it just kind of feels silly. And But my biggest beef with it actually was really... It's like one of those things you take for granted in games when you like get abilities, and they have things in the world where they teach you how to use them. This game, not that it didn't do that, but like when you would get something, it's like, here's a pause and here's three paragraphs you need to read about about this new skill you have and here's the situations where it's really useful and when you start the game it's like all your they don't like oh this is the jump this is the move which can get annoying but like you have a list of like 20 actions that are on the right side of the screen this is not Off a, the bat. a yeah it's just like it's a little you're just throwing stuff at What's me a and game then, that does a good job of tutorializing you on new skills 
a lot of the Metroidvanias. Metroid. Mega Man X. <laughs> Mega Man X does a good job of teaching how to play it. Metroid say, Super Metroid does. I thought the Arkham games did a good job. Yeah. Like I like you get when you when every time you got a new thing, you use it immediately. And you're like, okay, that's how I use this thing. I'm yeah. Good. Yeah. They don't have to walk you through it with a mini YouTube video. Yeah, and that's what like that's what this game did. It it just kind of annoyed me a little bit. So, and I kept thinking I need to play this with somebody else. So I put that to, to the side. And then I'm about 12 hours into Yakuza, colon, like a dragon. Oh, so you sent us to a video of some dude in a diaper. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's very Yakuza. I played parts of six. And yeah. You take care of a baby a lot. I played a little bit of Kiwami, and it's always been a series I've been interested in, but I've always been intimidated by, like, the length of them, because they're long They're games. long, and they're very thick. That's my yes. word today. It's a, it's a beefy game. And this one is kind of a prequel, so it felt like a good place to jump in, and I was going to wait till the spring, but spring is looking insane now for next year, so I was like, all right, I'm going to play through this. Let's just do it. And kind of the opposite of Darksider Genesis takes a long time for like to introduce you things they really kind of slowly move you through it i forget i was telling one of you i forget who but like the first two hours of the game i barely held the controller it was just exposition was it and it, podcast chat you probably told i may be i forget probably us probably but that's I mean, so we'll so it's not get solid for not get solid four levels of uh making you it wait it does it eventually does open up and the, but and that's what was kind of interesting. Like it was really slowly walking me through. Here's all the different mechanics. Here's the relationships, and here's the, and the biggest thing is, it is turn based as opposed to the other ones, which are kind of brawler. So you got stats, and you got jobs that you can change, and you have gear that you can find, and you have gear that you can upgrade. It is an RPG, RPG, and with the veneer of a Yakuza game. So. Like I said, I'm like 12 hours into it. I'm 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 digging it. it it's yeah. a little more Saints Row than I thought it would be, like in terms of its absurdity. But like the cutscenes in the storyline are so melodramatic. But it's like knowingly melodramatic. So like the tone is like that's what I've always liked about it. like it knows what it is. It's um, similar to Persona. No, Persona's not as goofy as this though. No. Persona's like stylish, where this is very you know, giant man in a diaper, <laughs> and then you, he, he's a pound mate, which you can use to call on your phone as a summon. It's like, sure, why not? <laughs> it, that kind of stuff flies in Yakuza. And this is the kind of thing where it's like, it's like almost like prog rock, where, you know, wow. Um, <laughs> Davis held the timer. Seven yeah, minutes. It's almost like this thing doesn't make late. sense in the mainstream, but it is mainstream. Yeah, and, and I, it's getting really big, and that's why, like, I want to... I don't think this is going to be a game like, oh, every time there's a new Yakuza, I'm going to play it. But, like, I'm enjoying this. I want to see it to the end. I don't think I'm going to platinum or anything because it's, like, insanely long. But I'm enjoying it, and I think it's worth a, a, a dabble. And now the question is, is the main topic game worth a dabble? Good evening, listeners. This is your captain speaking. We are approaching the main topic. Now that the spoiler light has been turned on, there spoilers incoming. Thank you. Dan, Creature in the Well. The game of this episode is called Creature in the Well. Thank you for confirming, mm. Mark. Unlock the power of an ancient facility and face the ominous, all-seeing, capital C, creature in this unique pinball-inspired hack and slash. 
This game was mostly positively reviewed. It came out in September of 2019. Flight School Studios is the publisher and the developer. And you know what that means. It's one of these tags. It's going to be a little easy to figure out. So I'm going to leave it out. Maybe when you can, uh, can get it. Uh, popular user-defined tags for this product are Action, Pinball, Single Player, and Two Hidden Tags, baby. You guys know it. I know you know it. I know you can do it. Uh, lies. Okay. D Dave got it. Um, uh, perpetual mopping. Once again, I'm so glad I laid it out there for you. You both nailed it. Uh, indie and top down. Um, <laughs> I left out top down specifically because I was just... Really? That's... Is it top down? I guess it's top down. Yeah, it's I have a problem. He's got a I'm problem. sorry. Did you hear that? I have a problem with them referring to it and you referring to it on your YouTube <laughs> video oh jeez as pinball inspired interesting well, we're gonna, we're I, I that. because pinball machines have gravity okay oh but the oh bumpers boy. inspired no 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 no, no. This, like this is a, this is like a pure brick breaking type it's closer to brick situation gonna, uh, a pinball uh, machine uh, involves gravity so you hit something and it starts coming back towards you no matter what right uh you, you send it in one direction and, and it, it goes. But it's but eventually you. gravity or the slope of the pinball is going to bring it back down. Okay. This is just straight up ricocheting. This oh. is not a pinball. Uh, inspired. Oh, you're talking about like if you're on a, a machine and it, it it will roll back towards yeah. you. He's saying that the yeah yeah like back. another game we might talk about. Yes, maybe. like another game we might talk about. All right. In well. The Besides the point, let's we let's dive into the pinball. I'm interested. In that... Wait, why am I left out of that? This is a three-person podcast. Why was there an A to B? Um, Yoku's ABC Island Express is pinball-based. Oh, yeah, I oh. see. So that is the true pinball-based game of this season. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying Creature in the Well is not a pinball-based game. It's it's based off ricocheting, which Balls is something that happens in pinball machines. A visceral anger. Well, okay. uh, this is <laughs> the first. <laughs> on that, on that. Also, I mean, I did say and publish those words. So David had this in the back of his head for a while. I'm glad you waited till now to bring it. Like, comment, subscribe on YouTube if you're not already. Um, but Dave, okay. What is uh, the synopsis as far as you're concerned? Creature in the Well is a unique game. It features ricochet physics based on based puzzle solving so you have a mix of mental and physical puzzles to solve throughout the game because constantly you're because you're constantly mentally solving the angles that you should bat energy balls out as well as being coordinated enough to dodge painful projectiles and aim well enough to hit your targets along the way you acquire power-ups and lore as you learn more about the machine the unending sandstorm and the aforementioned creature in the well rated s for spooky speech balloons they are kind of spooky. They are kind of spooky. All right. Well, let's kick this back. We to shot this one out of a cannon. The shot it out right there. Pinball v Ricochet. I. One of the kind of the reasons Yoku Island Express keeps coming up. It's, I've I've got into this mental now when we do seasons. I like games that have some similar DNA. Mm -hmm. So it's like we can compare them as. Didn't I yeah. pick Creature in the Well, or did you pick it? And then I was like, I'll take. No, it. you picked it. He, and then I picked Yoku the because well, you picked this. And then. And then Mark picked... He was like, now I'm definitely picking Yoku's Island. I Because then we could talk about this. And so... I remember, I forget what episode it was up, but I brought up pinball as a game mechanic that I was never really into. That I, I always kind of felt it's like, 
this is impossible. Like, to really be precise as the balls are coming at you and then you hit them into particular... Did you ever like, play that's... Sonic Spinball? Yeah, yeah never played Spinball. He, that was, was not there... even on the Sega Genesis. I think that was on the Sega CD. I had Sega Genesis. It was on, I have it on the Genesis. Spinball was on the... Okay. I'm going to yeah. look it up. I, I, I had it. Right. It's in my house. <laughs> I and it. calling this a pinball game... It's a, it's a very loose relationship. But and then when I said, for me, as I was playing it, the, the frustrating thing about pinball is, again, is, as the ball comes into an angle towards you, is there a correction? Was it on the Genesis? No, it was, it's no, on the Genesis. He, and yeah. like, if he said he had it, yeah, he didn't have a CD. He yeah, but he, he might have had it in a fever dream, like when he was playing Mario multiplayer. And every, and well, smart. I mean, it exists. <laughs> so you clearly... What was on the Se- what was the- what was the Se- the Sonic game that was only on Sega CD? Um, Sonic so- CD. Sonic Sonic CD. <laughs> was that really which was called? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It is, and that's the one where Metal Sonic was the big deal, and it was like whoa. It was a big deal. Sonic it was, it was a big deal. There was a Sonic that was made of metal. So going to pinball again, the the thing that I always found kind of frustrating and challenging about it is you know as the ball's coming in on a certain angle, just the fact of like hitting it and then getting it to where you're going. Kind of challenging. Um, now, this I is mean, pinball you're talking about. This is pinball. This is pinball. Okay. This well, is... in terms of a game, I think I mentioned Twin Breaker a, a few episodes ago. Yeah, and, like, yeah. it was just so hard. It's just like, I don't understand how one does this. My only qualm, Dave, to say this is not a pinball game. I think there's evidence. Because this game eliminates that. Because you kind of grab the balls. And yeah. then suddenly it becomes just kind of almost like a shooter. You're sending it in the direction yes. you want it to go. Brick breaking. Nothing's... I guess nothing's giving away, but the main mechanic of as you go through these dungeons, you are charging up these things and they will disappear once they are fully charged. I guess there's that aspect. It's very similar to Brick Breaker. But I feel like, I guess ricocheting is a more accurate thing, but I think the spirit of Pimple of these nubs that you hit and they Uh, bounce off. I mean, I think I also would, I would also argue that Pinball also requires like, Left and right bumpers. Yeah, you are a bumper that moves around. You're a mobile yeah, you're bumper. Just, you're just one guy, which is more in like... In Driver, you were the driver. In this, yeah, you were like, more like that Arkanoid brick-breaking style. Mm-hmm. Sick just, driver reference. Just... Thanks. <laughs> I actually came up... I forget who I was talking to. It's like, Driver's it's like a great of, game. It's apparently like still one of the best-selling series in Driver. Driver? Like all time. Yeah, isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah. Driver's Driver's a great game. A ton of them. I, I remember when that game came out, I was like, I didn't know I needed this. At all. And then I remember thinking, if they could just put this and make a GTA out of it, it'd be great. But, but we're, we're, we're getting very we're talk- right, Yeah, today's, today's all over the place, because I made a starlight. Sorry about that. But mm-hmm. I think... <laughs> we're all delirious. I think the biggest relationship I can... Th- or I should say likeness to pinball this has is, like, the focus on multipliers. And, and you have to compound your quote-unquote points to close out certain nodes to mm. then move on to the next room. That to me was like that was like it really rewards that multiplier aspect being able to. I mean, I, stack I see your the points. I see the inspiration in DNA. Yeah, I'm not trying to convince you, but I'm saying like when it came to what I thought like you did, and then I had to think back like what is this about pinball? And then when I found one of those circular nodes, that you have to just slam with mm. you know electrical balls. Yeah, but that, I was a, like, okay, they, that's very circular pinball. ones usually like they suck it, it in. Uh, once you get them to a certain point, then it's like 
right, you I'll know, do the like, of the work from here. when you play pinball, it does that. Ha- it happens too. Like it's like oh combo breaker, and then it cl- closes the ball in a bumper section. Oh and yeah, then it's like it's now like, you just watch. Yeah, look at how, look at how good you are. <laughs> yeah, and so. and I think Dan, you hit it where that is really kind of where the ooh moments are. Where they're almost kind of like puzzles. It's getting the balls into where you need to get them, but then there is that visceral feeling of <gasps> look at that, look at that score, and the number go up. Yeah, that's to me. Where pinball happens in this, but to your point, Dave, I agree. It's more and to Mark's, it's more Twin Breaker than or anything. Honestly, because it's 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 part Twin Brick Breaker, part yeah, breaker. um, like uh, what is the term? Bullet hell. Yes. Mm-hmm. We yes, but um, is that getting ahead, Mark? I feel like you have well, a, no, a much I, I think... step. Before, because I think that plays a role into that in the essential questions we talk about all these pinballing mechanics. Is this game fun? I know how Dave feels already. <laughs> so, would you like me to share my thoughts first then? I mean, I would like to hear Dan's point of view. I platinum in this game. I bought the physical copy. I can't wait for it to show up. I loved everything about this game. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the timing. Maybe it was just. I. It, it's the art style. It's the. It's just I liked the world, even though it was kind of silly. But did you um, feel as you were kind of going through those puzzles and you're seeing the energy numbers was like that in itself kind of a visceral kind of gameplay experience? We you know we're talking about things like bullet hells and things that are really kind of very muscle twitchy. Like was it well, that kind of almost arcadey experience? For it you? was that, but it was also that once I realized there were other paddles, and so you get a charge stick and you also get a send stick. Strike. Um, a striker and a charge, right, right. A charge weapon and a striker weapon. Charge. Which ones did you, you like? I don't, I don't remember, them remember off the top of my head. I should have brought my switch with me to open up. My I mind. will list a few if anyone. Yeah. Like so my point I was going to get to, so you can then segue off of that, is that um that's when I realized I love this game. When I was like, oh, I can pretty much make a build and mm-hmm. play this game the way that I enjoy, while it also is this random puzzle ball game so that that's when i really started to fall in love with it and that's the moment that it turned a corner for me before that i was kind of frustrated with it because it just felt like i was throwing balls to the wall and just making it go it is a little almost kind of like you don't really get it's like what am i supposed to yeah. do I'm just i hold the ball and i throw the ball right. and it works for a while but eventually that it stops. does <laughs> it stops working and then you have to realize i need to figure out how to play this game and that's when I think that moment happened for me. Right. But. And before I kick it to Dave, just to kind of let... So with some of the things, a lot of the early things in terms of charge, uh, charge and tri- strike things that you get are kind of aesthetically different. That's really mm-hmm. the only difference. Like but then, the pipe what you, the, Yeah, like they, it's the just pot. they look different. The pot, there's a... There's uh, a stick, know, frying which, pan. which uh, gives you unlimited balls, but right. hurts but then, you. Yeah, and then sometimes they kind of get a little more advanced. So some things I wrote down for charge tools... Uh, things I like the fan blade, which was certain projectiles come in. And if you hold them, they'll start healing you. Dual blades, which suddenly had a laser sight, so you could see where the ball was going to go when you released it. Um, the magnetic fork, which if they were a little bit farther away, you can bring them into closer. Mm-hmm. And then some strike tools I really like the focus hammer, which was suddenly when you're about yeah, to like watch it, hammer, slows everything down, so you can really be precise. And then the thunder staff I liked, especially if you had yeah, thunder staff was really good for late game. Yeah. When because you had bumpers that are next charges. to bumpers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you didn't have to be very accurate with that, and that's good because there was a lot of hard shots late game. And I think the one I used, now that I'm thinking about it, was the axe that split it. It split the balls. Yes. Because I found it useful to... It was, like, the best of both worlds, right? Because you can only have so many charge balls, 
But then, with the axe, you can make don't more. don't think I got the axe. The axe was solid, and I think there was a bat that I used with it, the baseball bat. It was just like a straight Solid up. axe, quote-unquote, right. Dan Colota. I, but, I didn't um, beat the game. I did, like, I had the dual blades, I remember those. Those were hard to use, I remember. I liked them a lot. I couldn't I get into them. It was definitely, when I stopped playing the game, I was using, and that's, just to let you know, I stopped playing the game. Actually, <laughs> That's okay. when I stopped I mean, playing I, the game. Yeah. It was I was using the magnetic tool and the and the whatever the thunder baton thing. The magnetic was tool was good because it was annoying when a ball I, would fly past. It you. was good yeah. and, and it was bad because it curved the 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 balls and sometimes that curvature made it with would pull it to collide with something that explodes when it originally mm. wasn't going to. Yeah, and depending on where you're at. Well, well, then that kind of stick with you, Dave, as, as you're kind of going through these dungeons and you're solving mm-hmm. these puzzles, you weren't getting anything out of that kind of hit and bumpers. And kind I of... got to a point where I was in a boss room, and I also had that like that puzzle that's in the, uh, like in the village that's like in like that that lower building. Yes, and like that seemed really annoying because you had to like drag the ball around all the the explodey barrels yes and like i got i would keep getting it to like to pass the explodey barrels into like where you had like one shot to hit them and then i yeah. would miss and then i was like you son of a bee <laughs> I, like, I don't want to go get it again you know there's no checkpoint over there yeah, and it is that element of the puzzles where it falls into that category is you know exactly what you need to do, yeah, but having yeah. the skill to pull it off then yeah. I think takes the practice. My mental acuity was really well past where my physical skill mm-hmm. was for the game. Mm-hmm. I it it uh you know there was a lot of frustration and I was like I'm not having fun anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so I, I think if you were. Just, Dan, it sounds like you were just innately good at this game, well, and therefore it's fancy, more fun. Fancy. I will say that the controls were a little uh, loose and inexact. I would say they felt they were they were not accurate, and I and you hated this on them Switch. at first. I bought it on Switch. Were the controls a little better on PS4? Um, I mean, I, don't I, know. I didn't play it on Switch. My so biggest care. complaint... I played on PS4, as I always do. Um, the the only thing that really gave me frustrations was the dash, which I thought was... I think as a kind of girl, was kind of stinky. It was ludicrous how long the cooldown was for it. The, that, and then the distance you need to go where you have these traps around you, where things are going to explode, things are... Beams are coming at you. You're, you're going to dash and you're still going to be in, in the... Yeah, it it didn't feel that was the one aspect where I I almost there were there were definitely puzzles where I felt I I literally can't physically pull this off what I need Mm -hmm. to do a lot of times. And I remember I I forget which dungeon in particular, but there there are other ones where you hit one and that starts a timer for the other. Mm -hmm. So you got to get got to hit it before the other timer. That Mm -hmm. gets another timer. And there was one I literally must have spent a half hour on this one room just trying to get this to the point where I was like, I think I'm doing this wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think I'm missing something. But no, mm-hmm. it was really just yeah, the I controls are not super precise in, in rooms where it's like you have to hit them. You have to hit do a bunch of shots in a sequence. And if you mess up one, you have to reset the whole time. And I was just like, right. It, I, it just wore my patience. 
Yeah, and I, I, I don't think I hit ever any real, real walls like that where I was like, I'm going to put this game down. But I do think that it's not the it's not like a housemark game where everything that I do on that screen is precisely what I what I'm meaning to do and it's mm-hmm. like oh it's like one of those games like oh when I die that was my fault I understand what I need to do like there is substance like I'm trying to hit that why aren't I not hitting it there There's was a lot of things going on there was one dungeon that had a lot of moving parts I, I think it was the not orange maybe reddish I forget what color it was everything was uh, color coded red <laughs> yes. but there was a lot going on I remember thinking if I didn't like this game, I would stop liking it soon. Because of that, like, I felt like I was butting my head against something that just wasn't really that buttoned up. But I also mm-hmm. remember thinking, okay, I know how to solve this. I just have mm-hmm. to take my time. Because sure. you, usually you can take your time. There's not too much pressure unless there's something attacking you. Like Yeah. So and that's how like you're like I'm gonna die here. That's yeah. yeah. But those moments aren't as often as I feel like they felt. The, those were just more difficult parts of the game, that unfortunately were skill checks and mm-hmm. made you feel like you weren't good at it very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like with the boss fight that I couldn't beat, like, like, and I think I looked up at the time that I like like oh I could go to the other this other dungeon and get the axe, you know. But I was like, sure I could give up this fight and get the axe and then hopefully. That'll make this boss fight easier. But I was like... But I also... I want to be able to just do it with the stuff I have. Right. Which you can. It's just... Yeah. Maybe it's a little harder. That's the thing. Like, yeah. once I found the weapons I liked, then the game turned a corner for me. And it's very possible that you didn't get to that point where you found mm. something you liked. Maybe the axe was the weapon for you. But... but mm. I felt a little strange having to unlock those only after getting good at using other stuff. I might have liked the ability to use a really low-level version of that weapon or something to just, like, if you want, like, the permanent version of the axe, then you got to go and find mm. it. But here it is. Ah, I'm just rewriting the game for a reason. Well, that's kind of how Zelda... Um, which one was it? The one on the DS. The 3DS. Link Between Worlds. Mm. You can rent the items from a, main, a character in the game items like the boomerang that if you die you lose them but you can eventually buy them from him yeah well well, along with the weapons i want to kind of go back to what you were saying about with the colors and it was one thing in this game i noticed and and i think it's fairly consistent across all games all games by nature are repetitive yeah. They are making you do the same things, but they're kind of changing the dressing or maybe putting the scenarios of what you're doing those things. Right. Uh, we mentioned Batman earlier. You fight a group of enemies on the ground or you're right. you're on the gargoyles flubbing around. The yeah. two Spider-Man PS4 games. You me, are swing-swing, right. fight-fight, swing-swing. You want to do it for 40 hours, you want to do it for 20 hours, and yeah, you'll probably exactly. pick the shorter one because, honestly, it's probably better that way. I, so, I liked Miles. Anyway. But in this game in particular, we were talking about, like, so the dungeons are, there's a bunch of different dungeons, and really, the biggest thing that you notice that's really different about them is they're different different colors. There's a lot of rooms that are actually the same, in terms of, like, the puzzle mechanic of what they are. Some of the boss fights are always different. There's some rooms have, like, a kind of, their unique mechanic to them. But there is a lot of repetition in this game, and realistically, it was, when I looked into it, like, um, Flight School studio is is a team but this game was predominantly made by two guys 
and re- realistically, it's repetitive because they have only so many assets they can. Well, make. they they likely also had only a few ideas for each dungeon, and then just had to fill it with stuff that they deemed repeatable. You know right, that I mean? it's not Which, like you know. To be fair, like I don't need all the puzzles to be like whoa, really cool, all mm. the time. But like it did, each dungeon did still have its own voice in a sense. Yeah. Well, so to stick it with you, Dan, in terms of the repetition. You noticed it, but it never really got to you of, like, I'm just doing... The, like, these are the same rooms. I know where the lo- the lore points are where I get to the end. Yeah, I, I entered flow sort of... state a lot when I was playing this game. I hate mm-hmm. saying it like that. But I definitely got to that point where I was just like, all right, I'm going to work through this dungeon. And then it was also, oh, maybe I'll just do one more dungeon in this setting. And, I was, and that's when I... I mean, there were a lot of moments where I realized I like this game. But that's not something I have done in recent history of video games. Right. I'm very bad at finishing them. I don't know if you guys know that about me. It's deep yeah, and dark. I know. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. I don't, I, it took me a hundred and <laughs> something episodes to come out and say it, but you guys need to know that I'm just really bad at finishing games sometimes. But I never felt that with this. I never felt the desire to go play something else. I, this game made me feel happy about not playing Destiny. I didn't think, oh, I could just be working on my Guardian or something. Um, but yeah, so the repetition never really got to me. Um... And then I also I, I took those chances maybe to experiment a bit. Like the, there are a lot of items. As soon as you get them all, it's kind of a catch twenty two. Once you unlock all the items, then there's a lot more to do. But at that point, you're already at the end of the game. You're very yeah. close to the end of the game if you have all the items. Um, right. And you can get the cloaks, and those are all purely aesthetic, and that They're was beautiful. fun. <laughs> um, but you would also get an upgrade core when you get a cloak, so that was cool. You know. Um, well, so Dave, you never. Did you did the repetition? I'm guessing you never kind of got to that idea. I mean, I like... played long enough to get repetition. I think there were what, seven dungeons, mm-hmm. something like that. And I think I, I think did. So. I almost completed six of them. I played mm. well into the game. I just so, but that I just annoyed you. Was like, You're closer to the end. Me. Than I, I, just, I lost interest in in continuing. The story wasn't really progressing. No. So I wasn't. felt like there was no payoff for getting closer. The payoff's all at the end. Just well, to say it. Like, the, whatever payoff there is, is at the end. Like, and it's... I, yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm game, assuming Sandstorm's ended. Spoilers! <laughs> no. Sandstorm by um, No, I, I, I definitely think, yeah, because... And we'll talk a little bit about story, but just to kind of comment on, on this topic, because I bring this up, and I'm glad, Dan, because you said it exactly how my experience was. And that's a that's a throw shade, but as a guy as as a guy who does finish a lot of games. Oh, you know what, Mark? I'm very proud that you can say that out loud. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, buddy. It takes um, a lot of courage. I sometimes really do appreciate though, then when a game is a known quantity, where I know exactly what I'm gonna need to do and what that's gonna feel like and what's gonna take, and it's just it's the experience of playing it. And I I liked the numbers going up. I liked getting the new items. I liked hitting the balls around the place. So as I started really seeing the repetition in the dungeons, I, I was in the same way. I kind of got to a flow. So it's like, I know exactly what I'm going to get into if I start a new dungeon. I know how much time it's going to take me. More or less, I'm going to know what the experience is going to be like. And it's just the sense of completion of, oh, I, I completed another one. Now I'm moving on to the next one. And one thing that I noticed late in my experience was that when you clear a room, it is cleared if you come back. Mm-hmm. Like if the, if it's just you can choose to solve yeah, the puzzle I mean, again. Yeah, as soon as there no are reason. like enemy turrets yeah. that are like reactive, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of annoying. But yeah. if you don't have to stick around in them, it's like yeah, you can just run past them before they. I yeah, thought for a while, under. and this might be why I got a lot of upgrades quick, is because I thought you had to clear every room again when you revisited a dungeon. So I oh, wound up. Boy. Well, 
It paid off, kind of. <laughs> I mean, this house isn't going to get you any more upgrades. This, at the end of the day, the only thing that gets you an upgrade is the core. Yeah, and that that's, I'm actually glad you brought that up. I think I you can use the currency for something, because you're building a charge the whole time. And they, yeah, they, oh, no, you use it to go just, through. You just use those to open the doors. Right, and yeah. that was actually, like, I so on that mechanic before we... Um, I liked that, because if you didn't like a puzzle, you could buy your way through it. Oh, I never did yeah. that. I, I had to... Finish a puzzle before. If you really, if that's that's one thing I like. I felt the same way, Dave. I, I didn't want to just abandon a puzzle, but I remember thinking, "Oh no!" I think a few times I skipped ahead just to come back later because I wanted mm. to like see what else there was because I was like sick of this one and mm. it let me buy my way. So that was kind of interesting that you had the ability to jump ahead a little yeah. bit depending on how well you did on the previous puzzles. Well, yeah. certain and, certain rooms like have like infinite points essentially, but like yeah, you could get them. Yeah. Although those and, those re never like the big pockets of points, but like you can always be getting like small amounts of points in some rooms. Yeah, and I think like if you're really desperate for it, I think you yeah, just yeah. try wherever you're stuck and keep going. It. And I liked the upgrading the core stuff. I do. It was one of those things where you know it's like in a pie in the sky. It's like I would have loved to see more variation of the type of upgrades you can get. Yeah, it almost looked like in the UI that there should have been. Different types it kind of, of feels upgrades. like it a little bit because like there's yeah. like the core goes in like the top right, but I could have sworn there were two empty sockets below it, and I was like, "What are those for?" You know, it's like things you pick up. But yeah, I, I I definitely as I I don't want to sound like I'm saying what does new high score mean, but I mm. didn't realize upgrading was the thing until like third dungeon. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I was like, "Why is this game so hard? It's getting hard," and I was like, "Oh, because my." Everything is low. Everything yeah. is low. But I have so many cores right now. Bam, bam, bam. I didn't bam, read bam. anything with this game. So I didn't know. There were, there's a lot of unspoken rules that you have to kind of learn. Well, what that idea of unspoken, I, I think, as we kind of segment to what the story is, this game is a lot of the lore in the story is kind of unspoken. Like It's all baked it, in. It's kind of baked in. There's It really, car- or at least it attempts to carry itself on its vibe and its, its kind of tone. So you start off as this robot. You're, I think it's Botsy. You're like a engineer. Name. Yeah, you're an engineer, and you wake up. I think his name. I think that's what his name is. I'll look it up. You I'll look talk. it up. Um, and he wakes up in the sandstorm. He finds himself to this town, and there is, as the name indicates, there is this creature that is kind of tormenting you as you're trying to unlock and, and power up this machine again to presumably the, get rid of the, the sandstorm. The creature in the well is trying to. Trying to shut you down, trying to make you fail before you have a chance to succeed. Right. And uh, to kind of kick off this thing, I thought, like Dan kind of said, like, and I, you said earlier in the conversation, that there was something about the tone and vibe, and I think the music actually played for it a little bit. Like, I kind of just got into this world. It gave me enough, and and I was left wondering enough about who is this creature? What happened to this place? It kind of almost reminded not a, not as obtuse as hyperlight drifter. Is he a or a giant That's robot? The, do they ever? You don't like, actually have really... no. Wait, what was that? <laughs> is the what now? Like what? Creature, you like never a giant really skeleton. Like you never really get a great look at him. The creature. You get it. You get his arms. The creature is just he gets big, eyes. Yeah, you only see so much. You don't get more than the arms and the eyes. And he has, skele- kinda... has skeletal looking hands. Yeah, it reminds me almost of like um, like Blair Witch Project. It's very Wh- crypt. He lo- he reminded me of the what is that dude? Tales of the Crypt. 
Wow. Well, the I liked. Yeah, I liked how you didn't ever like. There's a part of me that kind of likes that you never really got to see it because it, it, I thought it, they did such a great job of building the lore of what this creature was. He's tormenting you. There's nothing really with his proportions or size anywhere else in the game. So he but he's huge. He's so big, and you know that he's the one that kind of prevented the completion of this machine, that he's the one who stopped all the progress. So he has this, like, reputation, and it, and you feel it as that he's... Even when you have those quote-unquote boss battles, it's not really against him, but he's kind of setting stuff up. And I... I, I felt like this like legitimate dread anytime he came up. And I think it, the proportions really play a size to it. But then when you get to the end of the game and you quote unquote defeat him, it was a little anticlimactic. Yeah, where, you don't kill the creature. You, yeah. Well, you lock it up behind a gate. Like Which ironically, when you look at the gate, it does the gate doesn't go all the way past the gap he's in. And I was like... Why can't he just go around? Right. Like, I kind no. of expected that to not last. Like that felt like what happens when it's like you blow up Doctor Robotics. It's a creature you know, in the well yeah. too, out of the hole, right. out of the the mist. But more I, in the well than ever before. Yeah. This time the well has water. This. <laughs> <laughs> it's flooding. Well. Going back a little bit to the repetition, I liked how when I knew I beat the dungeon, I was going to get those four lore points. And I'm like, let me go read them because I want to know. And they were really cool because they were written from the point of view of somebody writing a log on the machine. Right. And And I thought that was really, really clever. mm -hmm. And it made it very interesting and it kept you in it, you know. But I I will say, at least from my perspective, I liked how it didn't over explain things because of that perspective. So I didn't. This world is right. this. And this. You only is what understood we it from the perspective of people trying to save their civilization, and then suddenly this giant creature shows up and does not want the machine to be installed, which you could argue, well, yeah, they were invading on the creature's home. So why yeah. would why would well, they want the machine? I mean, we could presume that's that we could presume. Well, that was, in my opinion, that's the story right there. I think that they were. They were invading upon the creature's home, and they had what was coming to them. Whoa, yeah. interesting take yeah. there. No, actually, I mean, uh, well, it's kind of that's kind of. Uh, yeah. let, let me kick it to Dave first, because Dave, you were not interested in the lore. You didn't you know this. I mean, like it was just too slow moving for me. Hmm. And what well, about really more quickly? Yeah, there was no story. If you didn't, there really isn't. If you didn't play for the gameplay, the story was very secondary. I didn't like you the did. gameplay. That's what I'm saying. So if you didn't, didn't... yeah. So I was like, "Give me some lore," and then all I got is a frog (laughs) who's a janitor who's saying, "I don't want to talk about things." Like, thanks. I'm Sir Frog. Why am I here whopping? He's still what? He's still mopping them. You know what? They don't explain. It took me a little while to get. Was that the the healing pool on the outside? You can stand for health. Yes. I was like, that was like your reset, and I have no health. And now I have to go back in with no health? Why is that a thing? Well, oh, there. wait. There's this pool of water that if I stand in, it gives me health. Because that makes sense that, for robots. That's just that's gamer knowledge. You gotta know if there's a there's a, a flashy surface, you gotta try walking. No, I didn't. It was like, I don't want to get wet. I'm a robot. Right. <laughs> of all the things he should be doing for health, walking in a pool of water, let alone that water, does not sure. seem like it's the just right like, move. It's just like, there's acid outside. Stand but I will say, like, to my earlier notion, I do think this game 
could have done a little better teaching you its ways here and there. A little bit. Not crazy amounts of, like, you know... But, like, something like that should have been obvious for Dave. And I feel like yeah. that's, that's on them. Uh, like, if they could have made it so that way that was a thing you had to walk through, so that way... Like, like a little robot with a little health sign? <laughs> but if you, if you had to walk through it once, you'd be like, oh, that heals me. Okay. But they put it off to the side, and then I'm right. like... It's very ignorable. It looks like it looks like part of the area. It looks like just a thing. I mean, well, it was only I, like three times that I died without them giving me health back. That I was like, "Wait a minute, this is probably health. <laughs> this is probably this. Is probably, I've probably taken these nutrients." But I, I just wanted to say, like, I think in terms of lore, and I, I could totally understand, like, if you weren't if that initial beat didn't get you kind of invested. You're waiting for the buy-in. I kind of got that buy-in the, the beginning and the. I have to put my final stamp on it. Like I, the word that I, I was kind of really interested in this game at the beginning. And then as I got to like the loop, the word I kept thinking of, like, this is enough. Like I liked the, enough. I didn't love the gameplay. I liked it enough. I wasn't in love with the story, but I was interested just enough. And it got to the point where I beat the game. And I was like, this was a good game. Like I enjoyed this. Like it's not, you know, even some things we've kind of spitballed right on the show, these were all, I think, would have been really fundamental improvements to this game. But at the same time, it, when I look at all the pieces together of the ricocheting mm -hmm. and the, the numbers going up and the monster that's coming out, like, when I put all those pieces together, this is one of those games that feels like it's better than all the sum of its parts. When you look at mm -hmm. each individual element, it's okay, but this could be better. But when I put it all together, I was like, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. Okay. For me, it was like, I was like, where's the hook? And then I, mm. and then I got tired of waiting for it. That's because the hook kept missing you because you didn't bite. Well, much. I think like, really, for me, it was literally in the opening sequences, you wake up and like the way the menu, it's kind of an underrated thing about this, how the menu starts off like within the game, which yeah. I really like. <laughs> um... That, interestingly enough, I read an article today on Creature in the Well that was talking about how the uh, the menu being unintuitive set them off on the wrong foot. Interesting. I thought the exact opposite. I was and like, I was oh, like, I'm I like this world. it starting on that screen and walking to the yeah. flags. Although well, I will say, I immediately wandered. walked every way that you weren't supposed to in the desert, and I spent more time walking in the desert than I should have. Because I was like, maybe there's. I mean, they want me to walk this way, but there's probably like a collectible or something like that. Yeah, over why here. wouldn't there you is. want to ignore? <laughs> yeah, there is one. There is one. If you go the right way, there's another cape. Yeah, and also another cape, I think. But but like I kept searching of, and then having to hit that reload screen where they bring you back to the front of the desert, I was like, this is annoying. Right. <laughs> I was immediately annoyed. It was like, no, 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 no. You, you like get back away of, from the screen. Like rounds. instead of it resetting me at the start, like give me a fake wall. No, the old invisible wall. You know, it I would rather hit an invisible wall than you reset me and make me walk again. Well, on that point, Dan, your final step. We'll give you the last word. Creature of the Well, you're a game. It it was great for me. It was it was what I needed when I played it. I'm I glad you. Was... I'm glad it was there for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was there for me, I guess, and 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 some times that I needed to play a game, and it was like I got you. I forget. Did I just pull this one out of the air? Where did it come I, from? Did you? It felt it felt like you did. I, I definitely 
found it, I guess. I don't know. You I think found it, and you brought poorly, it up. Oh, you know what? Like I a was redemption review type thing. I was. Ah. Uh, it wasn't a redemption. It was an. It was an impression, but it was on sale, and I remember okay. seeing this game looks it's... cool. The cover looks nice, and like I played this game, I see the art style, and I'm like, this has Dan written all over it. This yeah. is <laughs> this game is pretty, like aesthetically. Yeah. It's got a I style. love the it's art. Got, it's got personality, you know. Some of the—that's a very high honor for that's a high compliment. Thank you for saying that I pick games of personality. Yeah. Um, well, you have such a bold personality. Oh, thanks. So just but, blast you in the face sometimes. That's well, you know what else blasts you in the face? <laughs> Heat, my fist, bum. <laughs> Desert air. And also, the trivial tastemaker. Oh, we're doing a trivial yeah. tastemaker. Good day, sir. And good day to you, sir. Do you know what is on the docket for this evening? Uh, I believe it is a trivial tastemaker. Ah, very good. Very good. Very good, very good indeed. A lot on the line tonight. Let's talk about this scoreboard first, Mark. We are, we're, we're, already, we're already at the precipice of the Silver Monkey might get decided tonight. That's where we're at in the world. Because Dave has two, Mark has one, and Dan has Zilch, and it's Dan's tastemaker. So if Dave wins... He is now three points, making it impossible for both Dan and I to catch up, unfortunately. Okay, well... So, tonight, not that I'm swaying to Dan. <laughs> no. Well, tonight's kind of open-ended. It's a little closer to the Price is Right than most things, but... Interesting. What I thought would be fun would be to talk about some records that relate to pinball. <laughs> as per the Guinness Book World of Records. Two things, one thing that Dave and I know a lot about, high scores and pinball. Well, what I'm going to do is we're going to talk about the record, and then I'm going to give you, it's not higher than, and it's not lower than, and you guys have to try to get as close as you can <laughs> to the record. Sure. Why not, Dan? Let's try it out, baby. First Let's question, see. you can both get a point. Longest marathon of playing pinball. Longest, like someone physically standing at a thing. I'm going to... Say the sentence, and then you guys, I'm going to give you what is not higher than or lower than. I'll give you the range to work within, and then you're going to try to... Wait, can I ask detailed questions? No, there's no real... Like, is this on one coin? The longest marathon playing pinball is blank, and was achieved by Wayne Johns, UK. You know Wayne Johns, he loves his pinball. He loves Do you think he set up a chair, or like a stool? See, these are questions I would like to ask. Like, is he standing? Is he sitting? Let me see if I can view the record. He's at the is there an in a image? Don't go. What a twist! Um, Wayne attempted this record on a World Poker Tour pinball machine on which he currently has the UK League high score. Uh, it doesn't say if he was standing or sitting. But Listen. you're asking for the length of time he played this game. He was in a stool. I am going to tell you how... I'm going to go with I'm that. Gonna... Imagine he was okay. on a stool. All right, stool. so let's imagine him sitting. It's just the it's longest game played. It's got to be something played. tall. All right, so he, it's not higher than 40 hours, and it's not lower than 20. Whoa, all right. Wow, this is... He's... I'm way off in my head. I was like, three and a half hours would be a long session. <laughs> 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 Dave's like... <laughs> So you guys get, um, you know, whatever order you want to go in. And he, definitely pa- he definitely passed the day. Because then you also got to think about mine. It's deep. not higher than 40, and it's not lower than 20 hours. I'm going to split the difference 30. I'm going to go, I'm going to okay. lowball it. I'm going to go 23. Okay. Mark's closer. 
Mark, uh, at the point there with 30 hours and 10 minutes. 23 hours. What a wuss. He's only there for 23. Well, Dave was, <laughs> Dave was airing on the low side of the force there. He, you know. Got a low on So the in this side. case, I did put it right in the middle. So Mark gets a point. Bam. Um, but don't, don't expect me to be so forgiving oh next time, Mark. Hold on. I have to open my notes here. So give me a second. <laughs> I'm very You're so forgiving, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark. That's your name, right? You got that one. That is my name. Plus one. And Dave, I'm just gonna put a blank there because it's not a zero. It's just nothing. Um, it's zero. <laughs> all right. Here's the next one. Most people playing pinball simultaneously. <laughs> most people playing pinball simultaneously. That's right. In the same location. The most people playing pinball simultaneously is blank achieved by the Museum of Pinball, oh. USA. In one uh, room. There's a museum of pinball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. I'm going to look at this record a little deeper. We're alerting, too. All participants watch their be, first ball the final. same room because ha or the same building by some rule. Because I'm going to say, you know. It's yeah, true. actually, I'm I looking at the picture. I was playing pinball at the same time. <laughs> I'm looking at this photo, and it is indeed Is all it in Nebraska? Um, or a Midwestern it's in state? Banning in the United States, on California. Oh. Uh, Oh, um, so hip. Okay. January 17th, 2015. Oh, that's a So ago. the number is not higher than 400, and it's not lower than 100. That's a big range. I'll let you go first, Dave, on this one. I'm going to go with the number that I popped up into my head while he was asking, and he hadn't given us parameters yet. Still Ooh. fit in the range, so I'm going to go with it. 372. It's very specific. 372. I'm thinking about the wattage it would take to run all these pinball machines because they, they got lights. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of electricity. So I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say, would you say 371? Two, I said. And he said it's not lower than 100? He said it's not lower than 100. Uh, 150. Dig is the point with 331. 331. That's a lot of machines. It's a lot. The pictures give me a lot of anxiety. Who oh, can name the room? Must be loud. It's, oh my god! And also, like current state of events, like stop. Um, it's it must ooh. be like a like a like when you go in a casino and it's like all the slot machines going off at the same time. Oh my god! That's that's a circle of hell right there. Yeah. And oh, this one's really good. Oh boy. So. Pinball holds the longest ban in gaming history right now. Ban? Of a person? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll um, read the whole thing to you. Oh, boy. Early pinball machines paid out cash prizes for high scores, which led to pinball being classified as gambling in the USA in 1942. Pinball machines were banned in New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. The mayor of New York City, Fiorello LaGuardia, even went so far as to smash pinball machines during a press conference. Most bans were lifted by the early 1970s, but New York stood firm until 1976, which at blank makes it the longest ban in gaming history. At blank? So there's a, how many years? There's a time of years, right? It had pinball had the longest ban in gaming history in New York, of course. Open open-minded New York. Um, About some things. So yeah, so it's not lower. Than 30, and it's not higher than 60. Well, see, now here's the question. It's like, when did they make pinballs? 
I did give a few hints, I would say, in this, but... I know. That's why it was kind of a little... But I'm not going to go over it again, because I feel like that would be... So it's between 30 and 60. Right. Longest band. Pinball is the... I feel like... Was there a pinball machine in the 1920s? No. Or... Yeah, I'm going to... I'll go... It's not lower than... I'm going to go 42. That was the also, exact number I was going to go with. I'm going to stick with. Can we tie? Can we say forty-two? Yeah. Well, then <laughs> I guess nothing, we both get the point. Though. Then you both get the point. Um, All right, I'll, I'll give you forty-two, Dave, because you thought of it. I mean, I was thinking. Well, Dave, it. I just, Dave said forty-two, but, and he said before you did. So no, technically, I mean, do I have no, to? Go I'm off gonna the go. F- I'm going forty-three. Dave gets the point. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, you could have. You could have. We can, well, we can both get the 34. Point. I'm fine with that. 34? 34 years. Pinball was banned for 34 years. That's a long time to be banned. So actually, the answer you could have figured out, because I gave you all the numbers you needed. Yeah, That's I'm like, I think he but said the math out loud. Yeah, 1942 minus... Uh, 1976 minus 1942. Yeah. That's okay. That's Sorry. Well, either well, way. Um, I- Davis point. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Two to one. Remember when Dave had no points? Now he has two points. <laughs> it's all arbitrary, so it's okay. Are you better at guessing than I am, or am I better at guessing we're, than we're you are? Out, yeah. <laughs> Well, I like to think, when we look traditionally over the course of the Trivial Tastemaker, you're so far ahead, we have to take, at this point, you are better at guessing. <laughs> there must be some realm. So, this one's going to be a little obscure. Really? As if, as if a pinball ban <laughs> wasn't enough. Uh, the highest, so this the the record in question is a high score. Oh, but it's for a specific game. Okay. Uh, the highest score on Star Wars trademark pinball Balance of the Force on Android. Trademark slash is the TM. iOS. Yes. It what? Is. No, it's not even on a pinball machine. It's, I, on, it's on no, an app. Well, it's for this game. Specifically, but now we we've crossed the territory. We've, we've crossed, crossed like a big dumb territory. This video game dish. is heavily inspired by pinball. Interesting. It comes full circle. So the highest score on Star Wars: Balance of the Force is blank points and was achieved by Todd Kellen during the Kip Mobile that Gaming guy? Championship. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> he never amounted. To he anything. dumped my sister at her senior prom from the twenty fourth to the twenty sixth of January, twenty fourteen. It's not higher than two billions, and it's not lower than one. So it's in the billions. That's a lot of billions. I'm keeping you there. It's somewhere between one and two billion, is what you just told us? Correct. That's okay. a lot of points. But now now we get to cut hairs with this one, I think. Because it's, you know... 1.69 lo- billion. Oh, I was going lower. I'm going to go 1.32 billion. And Dave gets the point. It's 1.9... It's 1 billion, 960 million... 548,846. 548, I wonder how long that guy stood for. That's he was pooping. It's not Android pooping. iOS. Oh, I Presume, guess, yeah, that's true. Presuming iOS Take a pause. superior. Do All you right. think somebody was, like, monitoring that game and, like, right? what this like, guy's doing? You, it's got to be a glitch. No one like questioned API, it. API stuff. Just like, you know oh, what it he's is? done it. He it. applied for the, the high score, and someone was like, is anybody going to contest him? And they're like, no, no. He's no doing one. it. It's his. He's doing it. He could have just he's asked for like, it, and we would have like gave it to him. how I 
beat my brother's Minesweeper score by finding the text file where the st- scores were stored and changing my name uh, at the time. No, you didn't. <laughs> so it's three to one right now. Take that, Richard. Do I have a, do I have a chance? Uh, you can tie. Oh, boy. We have two more. This is it. So hold on. Still clenched. Sort of... I'm slightly clenched. Muscles tense. There's a few. I have options. That's why it's like. Oh. My let's say would you use the left bumper or right this one's bumper? this one's fun and I'm gonna keep it simple. Um, this one's what for the is largest pinball? the largest <laughs> the largest <laughs> pinball machine. Like size? Yes, but we're only gonna do one dimension. That's the simple part. Um, the largest <laughs> pinball machine measures at blank long, blank wide, and blank tall. And was made by Heineken Italia in Italy, obviously. It was demonstrated and measured at Porta Geneva, Milan in April 2014. 2014, 2015. Do you have the metric measurements or or you have the English measurements? We're going to do American inches and stuff, whatever. So wait, is this by, what is it by? I'm I'm deciding right now because I think the most obscure one of these is the height. The height? To think about. So it's not taller than 50 feet and it's not shorter than 30 feet. What? Wow. Why is it so high it's like up? It's a ski slope. It's a record-winning <laughs> pinball machine. <laughs> so we're going on the height for this one. I wonder how Not... big the pinball itself was inside the machine. If it's still what? like the Why same. Why would they like, keep it the same size? size? It just gets I'm, lost. I'm looking at it. It <laughs> ain't small. Where'd it go? <laughs> I think you can literally hang out on this thing. Um. Wow, that's really tall. That's a yeah. five-story building. You know what? I think the pinball is like a trackball, Dave. Like from bowling machines, bowling that's, arcade machines. That's stuff. still not that big. It's like half the size of a softball. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go lean on the higher. Bigger these levers. Give me what? a. Give me a forty-fiver. You think it's forty-five feet tall? Forty-five feet tall. I'm gonna go on the lower end. I'm gonna say it's um thirty-six feet tall. Oh my god, Dave just got that. Thirty-five feet. One He's so tall. good. He's so good once it hits his it's, lips. When you said 45, I was like, oh, Mark's only 10 off. Dave's just got to go higher. Uh, well, nailed it. clearly we got... Dave, Dave is... You remember that song by The Who? Pimple Wizard. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? It was really actually bad. Pimple Wizard? It was really you. you were I have a theory about there. that Who Are You song. I think that they accidentally left a recording in a group of owls, and then they just kind of <laughs> went off. A group of owls! Even at my favorite was... table, he can't beat my place. Dave, <laughs> you could write your own Guinness Book record for this tastemaker, I think. Fastest well, tastemaker that Dan came up with. Uh, no. Well, no, we'll write it for the first dinosaur machine to hit ten silver monkeys in the season, because this will be your tenth. Can you can you guys tell me if this was a good or bad taste maker? I think this was a horrible taste maker, Dan. But <laughs> I'm all for a good taste maker where we really have no skill set to actually answer the questions because it was still fun. I love I, how it's all fun and games until I come up with a taste maker that's pin, all fun and games. Just think for a moment. There is a pinball table that is 30 feet plus in the. Oh, air. I didn't give you the other dimensions. 35 feet. How wide tall. is it? I want to know how wide. 50. Three feet nine inches long. Oh, yeah, it's got to be longer than 24 tall. feet seven inches wide. So That's a big boy. That's a big table. How many Shaquille O'Neal's? Does it have like lights handle? and stuff? Or yeah, it's a pinball machine. 
It's got a little bedangles. I'll send. Yeah. It's I not. Just, it's not like a wooden knock hockey that they're calling pinball during the Milan design. It was like a well, design challenge. As Dan sent us the picture, and oh. you can Google it, listeners. This thing listeners. is huge. There's As people you, playing it. There's like multiple people playing it. I would hope so with that size, but there doesn't need to be multiple people listening to the Dinosaur Machines game. Like this is only you. Only you, listener. You are the one who listens to this our Machines Game Club podcast. Thanks for listening to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us some nice reviews. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, we got two games left on the docket. Yoku's Island Express, which we have referred to several times, and Carry On My Wayward Son, a story of a monster and his young monster son. Um, it's... Yoku's Island Express. So we're going to be able Beautiful. to compare these pinball Let's games. keep back talking to back. pinball. Back to back. Bumper to bumper. Um, I'd nice. like to take this moment to remind the listener that we are welcoming any voicemails. As long as you don't say mean things about us or anybody in them, we will probably put them on the air. Answer your questions. If they say mean things, we'll probably still put it on the air. They'd be like, I look at this about... guy. <laughs> if they say mean things about my video gaming habits, I will take that chance to... Since I have, like, the last moment i'm the uploader i can you know are those real true. couches in the Dave, back of it it's <laughs> not i sent it to general Is in that our bicycle? if you'd like to join us on discord contact me on twitter and we will figure that out uh, where can they reach us on discord. twitter dino underscore machine or me personally at at macrocrack i'm at zombie underscore pirate and i'm at dano mac and you know hit us up we want please please don't like fun. physically hit us up though. Don't leave us on red. Hit on hit on Dan. <laughs> hit on Dan. Yeah, do it. My <laughs> wife will kill you. <laughs> Call him a nice little French fry. I love it. <laughs> I had a, I had a, I had an impossible whopper. Impossible That's it. whopper. That's the whole that tweet right there. Let's talk about it. We'll talk about it off by goodbye. Bye. Bye.